Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable coming to you from various places in and around America, including Treasonable Studios in Los Angeles, with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. Joining us for his first time on the panel, he is an American comedian whose headlines shows on five continents. His jokes have been quoted in dozens of publications from the New York Post to the Christian Science Monitor to Reform Judaism magazine to a scientific humor magazine. Yes, there is one. And yes, there is also one Sean Eli. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Why are you restricting it to only earthlings? Well, for now, you know, we're we're a little insular. Uh, I figure with the coronavirus, it's still a, a pretty expansive bubble. Okay. Our pod is large, but limited. And I'm happy to be part of it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Also with us today, she is a comedian you've seen on Last Comic Standing. She's a mom and a Huffington Post contributor. Always a pleasure to have her with us. Ladies and gentlemen, Katie Massa-Kennedy. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. It is my pleasure, and I feel very privileged to be uh, on the podcast today with Sean. And I do want to tell you that I had a big cup of coffee, so I will be coming in hot. Right on. (laughs) I am still working the Java, so maintaining heat is uh, what we're doing here at HQ. But thank you for being with us today, Katie. As always, we are joined by comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason. Always a pleasure, Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome, sir. Power to the people. Good to be here, Dave. Got someone from New York City. Yeah, New York City. Yeah. And always great for have Katie with us too. We get to get into it today. We, Thank you. We do. It is it is quite a week. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. I'm your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse, not to mention the current one. And we have a lot to talk about, including the return of Major League Baseball, which we'll talk about for a minute. Sean, you're you're a Yankees man, right? Well, not anymore since they invited Trump to throw out the first pitch. But I, you should say oh. the return of Major League Baseball and the New York Mets. There we go. Well, yeah, I, yeah, 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 I, Mets. I am happy to uh, say that the Cubs are undefeated. Beautiful game at Wrigley Field yesterday. So we'll yap more about that. But first, a word from our sponsors at Community Spread. <laughs> it's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast. But it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. 
And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread. If you barely noticed Community Spread before, Unmitigated Spread, it's time for a second peek. And speaking of Unmitigated Spread, as of today, 148,000 dead of the coronavirus here in America, and uh, just about 4.2 million cases reported. So, what a wonderful time to be opening the schools. No, it, it really isn't. That's, so, we were, we were talking a little bit about the launch of, of Major League Baseball's 2020 season this week. And I don't know if you guys watched any of the games, but the Dodgers games were carried on ESPN. And instead of having completely empty stands... They've got a bunch of cardboard cutouts of fans that I guess people paid for to be seen in the stands, uh, which I initially, when I heard about it, I thought it was goofy, but then saw reports on, on Facebook and Twitter that one of the prominently placed fans was a cardboard cutout of Brody Stevens, uh, departed LA comedian and huge baseball fan. Uh, so that was nice to see, but I, so I was watching the Cubs game yesterday and the only time i ever got to go to opening day at wrigley you know it was a regular season starting earlier in the year and the stands were pretty much full but there was no ivy on the back wall because it you know it was still basically winter in chicago it hadn't grown in yet so it was really weird to watch opening day where it was the exact opposite where the the ivy was fully grown and the stands were empty, except for you know a couple uh, reporters or statisticians. But so weird. You know, they don't they have the technology now to put fans in the stands. They do, but I I think you know a there's there's enough arguing between the players and the owners about money that they didn't want to put the budget in there. Uh, they they did, however, at the Cubs game at least. I don't know how many other stadiums are doing this. They did have pre-recorded crowd sound, so yeah, it, it was kind of interesting. After you know the Cubs scored their third run, and the the excitement in the stadium was palpable, I guess. But that's what the <laughs> crowd sounded like. Uh, so it, yeah, it's it's just it's it. I don't know. I, I found it really interesting for, for folks who listen to games on the radio instead of watching them. I, I suppose it's just like old times. Well, there was, you probably saw on social media, there were pictures of a restaurant in Paris that to maintain social distance, they put giant teddy bears at some of their tables. <laughs> and I would love to see, it looked so cute. I would love to see baseball stadiums just filled with teddy bears. It would be appropriate for the Cubs when when Bill the Murray cubbies. did the seventh inning stretch. He had a giant, like bigger than Bill Murray, teddy bear who uh, was accompanying him in person, if not in song. Uh, but yeah, I think that would be a hell of a visual. Or how about those blow up dolls? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. No, maybe you know you back. get the uh, you. There was a sport. Yeah. There was a stadium. I think in Japan, might have been South Korea, where they had exactly that. They put some mannequins in the stands, and it turned out some of them were sex dolls. 
Well, whenever you need a surprise reaction shot, you know who to cut to. Section D. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I you wonder know, who recognized it. Who's the person who stepped up and he's like, oh, yeah, that's Doris. <laughs> <laughs> and Doris has a lot of orifices to catch with which to catch the ball. Orifice, yeah. fly ball. I don't even have a desk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the it, hits just keep on. Coming. Don't don't they always? One thing that I think would be interesting though is considering the the new economy, if you want to call it that, uh, because there has been a shift in spending habits from the coronavirus based on what's open and what's available. What if like a sex toy company actually makes enough money to buy the naming rights of a stadium? And so you, <laughs> you get like the stands filled with sex dolls. It's a beautiful day at real doll park. <laughs> it could happen. But a, a, so a couple things that I sort of inadvertently brought up in, in that whole little thing is at the beginning, I was talking about reopening the schools and one of the big issues that came up this week, I, I believe it was Tom Cotton from Arkansas, who wants to pull funding from schools that are teaching from the, the 1619 Project, teaching about the history of slavery in America. And we've talked about this <laughs> on the show before. And one of the things that I've heard from a lot of folks on the right on, on the news and commentary shows that I watch and listen to is when they're talking about the coronavirus, they're talking about a need to get back to normal and get back to the way things were. And in comparison with the protests that we've been seeing, the protests are all about not getting things back to the way they were because the way they were wasn't working for everybody. Well, some people want to go back to the way things were in 1850. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I this, mean, you know, Dave, uh, when you see who's controlling the narrative, when you talk about you know, getting things the way that they are, I mean, you know, we, we've said many times that the narrative had been messed up. If, even if you, you know, Tom Cotton coming out and talking about 1619, saying that there those things are, you know, what they're saying is wrong. You can't put that in. That was the problem with our history in the first place. And even what's going on today is that you've mixed up everything so badly. Nobody wants the truth. And that's why we have problems today. That's why people are saying, oh, I didn't know about this or I didn't know that. And now you're, you want to get a kid back in school. Well, I, I took from that story that you're saying and as if you scroll down in there, they talk about the destruction of, of education. And education over the years has completely went down because who they wanted to control the narrative of what education was, who was doing it, what it's about. That's why the, the 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 South actually controlled our history books. We you know, you, you would have never heard about sixteen nineteen. You would have never heard about uh, Juneteenth or what really happened during Reconstruction or the the Freedom Democratic Party, how that was put together. That's not in your history book. They took out civics. They've taken out regular social studies, all these different things that were very important. They would, would let you know what's in front of you of dealing with a person like Donald Trump and everything has been dummied down. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so well, and that's... They want to keep it that way. They want what, to keep it that way. What, it's funny. One of the things that I was thinking about yesterday was, especially with what's been happening with the schools because of the coronavirus and what right. is potentially going to be happening to them, it seems that America truly has gotten dumber under the presidency of Donald Trump. So it's it's not just a figurative thing. Sean, I you know, we we've never talked about this, but uh we've talked about it on the show before. When when did you learn about like Black Wall Street and and the the massacre in Tulsa cuz I you know, I learned about it from time and from doing the the predecessor to this show with him. I would think probably 3 or 4 Four years ago, maybe, but no, it was never mentioned in schools. No, we barely mentioned the civil rights movement in schools, but not as against the civil rights movement. But it seems like every time we studied history, we got behind, and we seemed to end around World War Two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when when America was great. Yeah. You know, you know, if I remember correctly, the main thing that we learned about civil rights was learning about Martin Luther King and the emphasis there during those studies in school was how he he did it peacefully. That was basically the message. That was basically yeah. the message of the civil rights movement. Well, yeah. I mean, actually, uh, it started, you know, actually all of that before Martin even came around, it started with the with the Freedom Democratic Party it was the Freedom Volunteers that they were using. It was called the Freedom Summer Volunteers, where they were trying to get people to vote, because in the in the early you know the late fifties, sixties, they weren't allowed. They still weren't allowed to vote, you know. And those groups were starting to put together, and you know, then they started. There was a, a huge movement among whites and blacks to come together to to get that message out. Even all the way to the sixties, when they find before they signed the Civil Rights Act. You know, you had the Freedom uh, Democratic Party. And the reason why you know blacks were going, because they were leaving the Republican Party, because white Democrats didn't believe that blacks were on the, could not stand that blacks were on the same level as they were. They didn't like that. Also, they were blacks were catching the same hell from Republicans. Because, you know, Herbert Hoover, also with the Lily White movement, they were trying to force blacks out. So because of the Freedom Rights uh, Democratic Party that was coming together, that's when they skipped over and be, went straight Republican, and they did the the flip. Now most Republicans don't believe that that it ever flipped, that it stayed the same, but that's not true. Majority of them did flip over, so there was there was a huge change, and and it, it wasn't until they started killing whites too. They were killing white people as much of I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed when they were looking for the bodies of the two Jewish guys and the black dude that got killed in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. They found other bodies. There were bodies all over that they were finding during that movement. And that was, and they even told them in the classes when they were getting them prepared to go march on Mississippi for the vote, they said, you will probably be beaten and you probably will die. And that's how, I mean, that's how serious. And people tell you now, oh, forget about that. That's not it. And it was never in your history books. I, well, I, I never heard about that stuff. It's never in that. the history. You know where it's in the history books? I'm, I live in Pelham, New York, and one of those guys, Mickey Schwerner, is from Pelham, and so the students in this town learn about him. So they learn about the Mississippi civil rights workers, but there's only 10,000 people in the town, so it's not like right. the whole country's learning about it. Right. But right. here's the weird thing. I mean, I grew up in a pretty liberal town, and we did learn somewhat about the civil rights movement here and there, 
and I'd read, of course, about Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, but the first time I ever saw it was on television on July 4th when I was in Europe as an adult, but we never <laughs> saw it in school. Wow. Well, you know, one thing about it, Europeans and people from other countries know more about American history than Americans do. Yeah. You learn that when you do stand-up comedy in a place like New York, where you get tourists from all over the world, and you, you wonder, gee, there's people from Finland in the audience, can I do a political joke? And they're like, they know more about it than the Americans do. Yeah, yeah. much when much like the, Popeye, it's easier to be yeah. strong to the finish. <laughs> yeah. When I did Nothing, the, the cruise really? ships, uh, I could do that. I had more problems. I mean, you, you're doing, you know, you got people from Alabama to Australia to Britain on a cruise ship. And it was the, they said, Ty, you can say all the sex jokes that you want, but don't you dare say Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, there, and, there are lines who, that must be drawn. And, wait a minute, and who was at my dirty show laughing at all my dirty jokes? The Christians. <laughs> They're the ones. You couldn't say Jesus Christ, but you were all about the big girl cutting your wind off when he was trying to eat her out. Yeah, yeah. They were laughing their asses up. You know, and it took and it took a woman from Alabama to tell me. She said, "I really love your, you know, your show, but I didn't like your show when you started talking about Jesus Christ's name in vain. I didn't like that." <laughs> yeah, I said, "Okay, all right, yeah." Well, it's it's, it's always funny unless it's about you. That's you know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and what are Americans good at if not making everything? about us um <laughs> it's it's part of our skill yeah i you know i was thinking about it in in terms of what i learned about civil rights i think i actually learned more uh going to a zionist summer camp and and a youth group that was politically active and just long weird story well, short, weird story, still weird. But uh, my parents had a copy of the autobiography of Malcolm X. So that yeah. was, you know, never, never learned about him in school. And that was one of those like, hey, what's, who's, who's Malcolm X? Cool name. Um, well, you know, uh, I was going to say that, and even thinking of John Lewis's, when John Lewis spoke in Washington with, with Martin Luther King, you know, they, they, cut out some of the things from his speech they made him change his speech you couldn't say masses you could not say uh revolution you know you couldn't say those things and the catholic church was the the priest that was thoroughly pissed and john f kennedy was bothered by his speech because he didn't want to upset that southern vote remember they still needed that southern vote lyndon b johnson wanted that southern vote and so did john f kennedy it was very important. And same with Richard Nixon. They would sell out. That's why when you if you go all the way back to Reconstruction, the North sold out to get the Southern vote. And if you go all the way till today, it's all they used to always worry about the Southern vote. And that's why it took so long, because they had to get you know Southern whites on their side. Well, you you bring up LBJ and just going to segue into this uh, because, you know, Kennedy needed him on the ticket to get the, the vote in Texas. And it seems like for the first time in a long time, uh, this November, Texas may actually go blue. And I, I'm, I'm wondering what 
what you guys think about where the coronavirus plays into this and the yeah the response or lack thereof from the the government the state government but also the republicans who they bow down to in texas uh, well i think it uh, i think it plays a lot into it if you look at the real grand valley who is suffering right now in texas those people have no more beds they're they're at full capacity in the hospitals they got people for, i mean i mean at the hospitals yeah just for anyone they, who's they, listening they, who doesn't know we're not saying they're they're rounding up the beds in in el paso county right. Well, I mean, I'm just, just the suffering that they're going through. And then the governor saying, no, we're not going to mandate this and we're not going to mandate that. That's against the law. And it's like, do you realize? And the doctors are coming on television and everybody, but people are still saying, it's a hoax. Don't believe them. It's a hoax. Oh, okay. I remember when 60 Minutes did a story on that, those towns there. And those people are dying. They're gonna bur- I, it, it, they're gonna burn them down for this. Well, and I, I, if Trump still wins behind this, I don't know how he's gonna do it. But you know, I, 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 I really would show how, how ignorant we are if he does. As well, as think- as we're recording Te- today, uh, just real quick, Sean, uh, Texas is also under threat of a hurricane that's brewing in the Gulf, and with the coronavirus and the economic situation because of the virus with a lot of people unemployed a lot of people don't have income coming in and now a hurricane this is this is not a uh, a good time to be from uh, east texas right right well texas the, at least the governor a week or two ago came out for masks but he's getting crap for it from some right-wing republicans are revolting and oh, they're truly revolting as a correct <laughs> they stink on ice <laughs> But uh, they're 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 actually censuring their their county Republican parties in Texas censuring the governor for requiring masks. Yeah. And, you know, this week, Trump finally decided to wear a mask for a photo op and and say it's it's patriotic. Uh, But I I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of the people that are causing the problems are if not straight up QAnon on some level they are into conspiracy theories believing that this is a hoax what have you and i i can't help but think that when trump does these little sort of feints to the left like oh look i'm wearing a mask now everybody should wear masks i think his his core audience looks at that and and just sees it as throwing a bone to the left so people shut the fuck up yeah i think the um i think the pandemic response among among many other things but i you we've talked about the fact that i think that the republican party is actually going to be gone in i don't know how soon but let's just say 30 years it'll be gone which is not crazy it's happened before that a that a party has gone away and then my theory is that the Democratic Party will 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 break into a centrist and progressive wings in order to keep us a a, a two party country. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, I think that the pandemic response has really bolstered the narrative that the Republican Party is now a fringe group. Yeah, they've been th- they've been thoroughly exposed, and I and I mean when you see the you saw the uh, Lincoln you saw the uh, the Lincoln Project right. The latest one that they put out? The Door of the Explorer one? one? 
uh, where they where they where they do the timeline of what Trump said. They're oh right, right. I mean, they're eating him up. Yeah, he can't lie and say, "Oh, I didn't say that." No, you're lying. I mean, they're just they're just eating him up, and then they're laying it out. There's so much that they're laying out to expose him, and this whole thing. Oh, now I'm a law and order so uh, guy. That's you're trying to go back to what Nixon did, and what you know Ronald Reagan tried to do. This whole law, law and we knew what that was states rights all that that was just another way of going in and and trying to in his case he's trying to deflect what's going on what you know what, what, how he screwed up with the pandemic and you got you know because kaylee McEnany really sounds like a real jackass when she says oh yeah we got to get them back in the schools oh really but it's okay to do uh all these campaigns well we but then again uh, but, yeah. also yeah we got we got to throw the kids back into school but we're going to cancel the Republican National Convention because coronavirus. Right. It's uh, good for the goose. Who, Whoever. There's no gander. No gander. No, nothing <laughs> no to look gander. at here. Nothing to look at. It's it, it's interesting the way it's backfiring. And I, I think if you look at the Republican response to the coronavirus, and the way the party Wait, there's a Republican response well, to the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Great timing. It's Great it's timing. it's kind of like watching a first grader do a magic trick, you know, where they can't quite get the sleight of hand down. So, you know, look over there. Uh, but but you're doing the but look over there. Is this part of the trick? Look, you know. But I I think they're they're experiencing the same thing we're seeing the same thing with the republican response and good point sean to to the coronavirus as we've seen with the republican party's embrace of trump where uh there there was a group of doctors prominent doctors that put out a paper this week that basically said we got to shut everything down back to square one start over you know, it's we America is now a game of shoots and ladders and we are back to square one. We need to shut everything down and do this right moving forward. And that's falling on deaf ears on the right side of the aisle because they refuse to admit that they've done wrong. So what are we what are we seeing happen as a result? Well, we're seeing the number of cases multiply exponentially. We're seeing the number of deaths multiply exponentially. We're seeing Trump trying to take credit for what was done in, you know, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey where they actually basically said, "Yeah, fuck the White House, we're doing this on our own." So their curve is way down. Meanwhile, all the states that, you know, buddied up with Trump and said, yeah, master for commies, we're not China, we ain't New York. They're all, you know, dying in huge numbers now, and he's trying to blame that on the states. I've talked about this before, and I, I still, I apologize, I've neglected to look this up. But there, there's got to be some sort of a psychological syndrome or a name for it, where it's kind of like when you get scammed and you refuse to admit that you've been scammed because of pride or whatever. So you dig in deeper and you know, we're seeing that's not helping. That's called 5150. <laughs> <laughs> you keep doing the same shit, telling the same lies, expecting a different result. 
No, fucker. Now it's just getting higher and it's worse. It's worse. It's worse. You cannot get away with it. We told you. The fact that Rand Paul says that Como should be impeached. You know, Rand Paul comes out. I mean, he's oh, oh and, and then he's trying to tell Fauci what, what the, you know, Fauci's wrong. And why can't we get other uh, doctors to speak? Other yeah, our, doctors our, have already spoken. Why do we have to How listen to these experts? do we need? How many more epidemiologists need to tell you that fucker were dying? Well, you know, they, they just need, need enough. With the, you know, to, to put a mask on. You politicize mask? There's a political problem with masks. You've made it a Republican Democrat. And Orange County, right here, Sean, in good old California, Orange County, which is Trump Town, USA, they, their shit is going through the roof. The very people who are out, fuck you, we're not wearing it, goddamn commies, you Democrats. And, okay. Yeah, if and I'm not mistaken, yeah, I believe the official county motto. Yeah. It's not county, just for context. It's not right. Yeah, I believe the official county motto is Orange County, this is why you can't have nice things. They can have nice things. The rest of us, uh, yeah, not so go. much. Well, and, and like you're saying, you know, Orange County is... When, I don't know but too, Katie, when you say, I mean, I used to play golf out there and everything. I didn't know they were the goddamn stupid. You know, it's been explained to you. Like Katie said, we're in, we're in LA County. And if our, if our shit's going up, what do you think? It's not going to come to you. You know, it's not, you know, and they've done everything. They're even putting out now little slogans or sending out postcards to try and get people to wear a mask, you know? And it's like, I mean, you just got to be prepared, man. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I, I said to a friend of mine the other day, I don't know what everybody else is doing, but I know what I'm going to do. I got to do my part. And if that means, you know, wearing a mask, keeping my distance from people, it's going to happen. I can't, I can't tell grown people to stop being so ignorant. Yeah, well, although tell, but they won't listen. I, yeah, I, that's right. I have like thought it would be a lot of fun. I, I think I mentioned this on the show before to get a can of that Flex Seal spray, and basically uh, whenever you see anyone without a mask, just right in the face, give them a mask, seal them up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know, I think I think it, you should spray them with bug spray. And if they they accuse you of assaulting, like I was saving your life, I saw a mosquito. I well, that's the wonderful thing about uh, living in Southern California, where people are are so 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 healthy. Is the the people who don't wear masks are the ones who are the most fun to go and light a cigarette near, because you know I don't know they they apparently haven't heard cancer is a hoax. It's it's yeah. just all diseases <laughs> hoax. It's just right. a hoax. Part of God's David, plan. David, if these people are truly righteous anti-mask protesters, where were they when Val Kilmer got cast as Batman? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been their moment to shine. I'm Batman. There, there are a lot of people who are missing their moments. You know, the NRA, who for years has been going on about a tyrannical government uh, taking over in the streets. Crickets. Not even crickets from the NRA. <laughs> Yeah, and well, I, I said, you know, I criticized all them for like, we need the Second Amendment because it pr protects the, the country from a tyrannical government. And I have to admit they were right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that he's sending people in, I, I really want him to send troops to Chicago, but I don't think they're going to the hood. 
You know, they're not going. They keep saying, well, black on black crime. We'll get those guys. Take your ass there. They're waiting on you. They want a war. Well, they've been wanting to shoot people for a while. Yeah, there's something else to shoot at. They're ostensibly being sent out to these cities to protect, you know, federal property. And I know there's a uh, Trump hotel right on the Chicago River on Michigan Avenue. And if he does have the balls to actually send troops to Chicago, which for so many reasons I don't think is going to go well, I would I would really be interested to know how many of those federal troops are out there on Michigan Avenue protecting Trump Tower in Chicago, the Trump Hotel, whatever the fuck it's called. Does he own the hotel or did he just license his name? I think he just licensed. uh, I think it's just a naming rights thing, but he's, you know, he's bragged about. I mean, what hasn't he bragged about? Sean, who who owns that thing? Putin? (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Didn't he just try to get someone in in Britain to to switch the uh, British Open to one where his hotel was? Yeah, his, his golf course in Scotland. He asked uh, Woody Johnson, the uh, Jets owner and ambassador to the UK, he tried to get him to ask. But he asked the British government, and the British government is like, we don't determine where the golf tournament is. And he says, I didn't say that, which is added on to the other lies. Well, yeah, he also told. denied yeah, it. Yeah. But, yeah. but he asked the wrong people. It's like saying, gee, we want the Yankees to play in City Field and asking the government. The government's like, that's Major League Baseball. We got nothing to do with that. Yeah. Wait. Oh, man. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We got to get him out. Got to go. Speaking of baseball, when I when I lived in New York, they were playing a subway series, right? Which is, of course, when the Mets are playing the Yankees. And there's this terrible radio station in New York called Z100. And they would play a song. They were, I remember they played this song on a loop during the subway series. And it was like this. It was like this. <clears throat> Let's go, Mets. It's now or never. We're finally gonna see who's better. We got my piazza at the plate. <laughs> that was just a little flashback for you. So the radio station took a took a stand on which team should win? I don't know. They did they no, no. It was just that they were and they had a Yankees line two or whatever but it was just a it was a terrible they do those those kinds of songs on on that is z100 still a thing sean i think so but i i don't listen to (laughs) yeah i i think there's a there's a long tradition of of horrible horrible uh sports songs ranging from you know the chicago uh launch i i believe they were the first out of the gate in the 80s with the with the super bowl shuffle uh, but then, you know, if, if you Google or just go on YouTube and look for the LA Rams, let's ram it. Uh, that was, oh. that was another wonderful mm. tune. You know, those songs though, specifically those were performed by the athletes. I don't know if this, this let's go Mets song was done in tribute or, uh, by commission, I suppose that we, we would have to talk to the uh, Major League Baseball commissioner. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to get his express written consent. <laughs> Only if we were going to rebroadcast. Only if we're going to rebroadcast. So we're you know we're talking about the troops in the streets, and I had mentioned this to to Sean and also to Timon when uh, we talked earlier this week that I 
and I don't want this to be taken as uh, my endorsement of foreign troops uh, making an incursion on American soil. But considering what's going on in Portland and possibly soon to be going on in Albuquerque and in Chicago, uh, in Kansas City, I just I would I wouldn't want it to happen. But I would love the irony if if Germany had to invade America to save us from the Nazis. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Trump is such an idiot. He attacked. You know, to create a war to distract from every problem the country's having, he attacked Oregon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would like, ever thought? I mean, they, they make, you know, they got some of the best foodies there. They got some of the, you're attacking you know, Portland? Who would they go mess with Portland? Well, Don't Iran is too far away. He couldn't find Iran on a map. Well, yeah, he I did. Can you see know, Russia from my house. He did campaign on bringing our <laughs> troops home. He just didn't say what he was going to have them do when he got them back here. <laughs> that is a good point. Uh, kind of, yeah. It's you know, and that's that's one of the things we've we've talked about this on the show before. But looking again at the response and more on the financial side of things. We've we've talked about this administration being the eventually administration that if they're doing the right thing, it's something that they got around to doing eventually before they they arrived at something that could conceivably be called the the correct and proper response. They try everything else first. Like, and what's the worst thing you could think of for the government to possibly do in this situation? Excellent. We're, we're going to start with that. And, you know, when it comes to, to Trump wearing a mask uh, or ad, he's not really even advocating for it. But this week we saw the Democrats come forth with new ideas. And I, I believe the House passed a, a proposal for more economic relief for the people of America and the Republicans were still fighting amongst themselves. And, you know, Mitch McConnell said, well, you know, we're, we're off. Uh, so probably not even going to be bringing that back to the table for another couple of weeks. Meanwhile, around the country, people who have been depending on the federally augmented unemployment are shit out of luck. Unless, well, you know, They've that six hundred dollars is a big deal to people, and economically, that every penny of that money gets spent, so it promotes business. Why are you bothered? It's you're, great stimulus. It's great stimulus. Wait a minute, they're, they're pissed off. They're saying the reason why we don't want to pay them another six hundred bucks uh, to extend that money is because they won't want to go to work. They'd rather sit at home. It's going to make them lazy. It's six hundred dollars, asshole. Ain't a lot of money. Six hundred bucks is not a lot of money today when you consider where certain people live. Now maybe six hundred is big in North Carolina, but it ain't big money in LA and it ain't big money in New York. You well, know, there, but it helps. It there helps. are people well, there are people who are making more with six hundred plus their regular unemployment than what their salary was, but you know Okay. You can so do that. What? I mean I had guys at my job, you know, working in probation. You know, if guys would get, uh, say you got injured, you got paid more money, you got, you got workman's comp, and if you had, uh, uh, um, 
insurance, like a, a workman's uh, uh, comp type insurance connected, like an AFLAC connected. So not only would you get your workman's comp, but you got insurance money. Yeah, you made more money, but there's nothing you can do it because you paid into it. But you there's no job to go back to. The thing is, they're saying these people won't go back to work. Go back to work where we got 15%, 20% unemployment. It's right. not like anybody's at home and their boss is calling saying, come back to work. And they're like, screw you. I'm making more money on the couch. <laughs> right. No, that's absolutely true. You, wait a minute. You don't care about me. If, if you got, what was that, down in L.A. at the in the um, the mart there, the clothing mart, they had 300 workers that ended up getting coronavirus. 300. And it's, oh, well, we're going to put that protection stuff in now. Why? Because most of them are probably, um, you know, immigrants that, De- uh, you know. I say Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> I, think Trump, I think Trump probably cared about the virus at the beginning. And then when they told him it was poor people, blacks and Hispanics are mostly getting the virus, he's like, fuck them. Yeah. But then again, he, tracks. he, he, didn't, expect, he didn't expect that the, uh, that the elderly would get hit as bad. And see, remember, his biggest voters were people in their 60s. Yeah. He's speaking for me. He thinks like I do. He's older like me. No, asshole. Even then, he never thought about you. They never have. And they're going to make sure that you don't have anything. I mean, like I said, Texas is going to end up being a, a, a purple state. Well, and I, that's- I don't know about that. Here's, here's my worry that on election day, Trump takes all these federal law enforcement officers to see, seize all the ballot boxes claiming voter fraud and that's when i realized that my new zealand work visa is good till the end of the year and i pack up and leave (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've got some friends in dunedin uh if if you need uh, any recommendations of places to crash or what have you so i was there hopefully i i would be able to see you down there relatively soon it's beautiful beautiful country down there and coronavirus free because they got their shit together that's one of the things that i mean it doesn't surprise me because it is completely on brand for the republicans but the the idea is if you recognize the science and realize that in order to get the economy going again and and stop having to give people who are unemployed an augmented check every two weeks. If you wanted to to get the kids back into school, it oh, they're coming for me. Yep, <laughs> I think think they're already here. But the, it all starts with taking care of the virus and mitigating the spread and stopping the spread of the virus. You do that. Then you can get the kids back into school. Then you can open up restaurants, bars, movie theaters, other businesses, uh, for you know, comedy clubs or the non-traditional venues where where we perform. Cruise ships. The laundromat. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's the thing about Americans. We just don't like being told what to do. And so when somebody says Wear a seatbelt. Don't tell me to wear a seatbelt. I'll decide whether I wear a seatbelt. Don't you tell me to wear a seatbelt. Don't tell me I shouldn't smoke. Don't tell me I need to wear a mask. I'll choose whether I want to do it. And if you tell me that I can or can't do it, I'm going to do the opposite just to prove to you that you shouldn't be telling me what to do. I'm going to make up my own mind. I want the government out of my face. And that's that's the problem. That's the attitude of a lot of people. And that's what that the whole thing about individualism 
which is out of control. We get it about you being an individual, but there, there's still a thing called humanity. And that's why we have to create. I mean, if that was the case, we wouldn't have all these damn food lines. I don't know how it is there, but they got, they're handing out food like crazy. These, these food lines are huge. You know, that uh, they got to bring in, uh, you know, more people are going to lose their apartment. They're going to get kicked out. They're going to get evicted unless they start handing out money. They do not want to pay the American worker who those are actually their, that's their tax dollars. Don't tell me, well, I can only give you 1200 Fuck you. That's my money. We well, pay a, those taxes. Well, the Republicans have done a great job of, of vilifying government. The government's bad. The government, there's no other country in the world where people basically say taxes are the worst thing in the world. Because the rest of the world recognizes taxes pay for all the crap that we want, like schools and fire trucks. Yeah, yeah. but here in well, America, it's, it's you know, it's interesting it, that. Look, well, on, Dave. Oh, I was just going to say thanks to to lobbyists uh, and just General Washington Graft, who you can read about in my new history book, General Washington Graft, Union Commander. No, uh, but there are a lot of the the federal tax dollars go to corporations. Elon Musk tweeted something about yeah i you know i i I don't think this is a good idea that these these payouts uh to to citizens should continue and he's sitting on you know six billion dollars in in federal tax relief so it it's just him arguing that someone else is getting uh, the welfare too well yeah i was gonna say dave you know the fact that you got all these different economists thomas Sowell. All the other Republicans say that they don't like government. Then they say they don't like regulations. But every time we diminish the, the regulations, what happens? Here come the Republicans coming in and they start the um, looting. What they had, we had the problem with the real estate, the real estate debacle that we had. And now we got the problem with, you know, what's going on now where, you know, people are screwing up. You know where the money's going. You got you know, Trump got rid of the the uh, the, uh, the inspectors, so they could not, you know, keep an eye on whether who was getting all the loan money. You know, and found out they were his buddies. They were all getting all these big. Even the Lakers got a loan. Kill they didn't Supreme's. even need it. Yeah, what we were talking about about um, distraction before. It's so maddening when it's applied to this because time and it's like, oh, my God, these people should not be getting six hundred dollars a week. So it's like you're constantly looking at that. You're constantly looking and pre pre pandemic. You're looking at the welfare queen. Right. Where where like our pockets are completely being picked. (laughs) Well, Exxon is is the welfare queen. I think the Lakers, the Lakers should not be getting stimulus money. Nobody over six feet should be getting stimulus money. (laughs) (laughs) They they can make their money the old-fashioned way by getting things off high shelves for short people. Yeah. Yeah, if you can reach the top shelf. It's like when Trump was saying, all my people get, uh, get tested. But Americans can't get tested. But everybody, all the people in his staff are getting tested three, four times a week. Yeah, I donated. Well, around me. I donated blood this week, uh, not solely because of this. There, there was a little, little bit of altruism involved, but uh, because I'm going to get uh, they're they're going to test my blood for antibodies and let me know. And you know, that's like at this point with where the science is, 
knowing that I have antibodies is about as useful as knowing that I'm a Scorpio. But I, it's still, it's something that it's, it's good to know so that when they do figure out what's going on with the virus, if I do have the antibodies, if there's something I can do to, you know, donate plasma to, to help with a vaccine, you know, it's, it's good to know. But yeah, I, I got a coronavirus test. Thank you, uh, Los Angeles County, a few weeks ago. And it was relatively easy to get an appointment then. But from everything I've heard from people nowadays, it's like the city has been going back and forth with, uh, yeah, we're just doing first responders and, and essential workers. But, you know, uh, well, now we're just doing uh, first responders and people with symptoms. But, you know, check back. So it's even where it's supposed to be easy to get a test in America. It's still not easy. And how, how are comedians not defined as first responders? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, some some of them they're you know, they're they're like the third person down the line who, you know, think they have the, the hottest new take on airline food. Well, I tell more jokes than most firefighters fight fires. <laughs> <laughs> It it is a volume business. Is it yeah. is this thing on? <laughs> volume. It's, oh God, terrible, terrible. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> I just want to say how grateful I am that at the beginning of the program when we were talking about blow up dolls in the stands, and I decided one of them is named Doris. That none of you called me out on seriously, dude. Doris is the name of a blow up. <laughs> Hey man, I don't know Pelham. You know, when 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 I think when I think of Pelham, hey, hey, hey. no, no, yeah, I'm not. Doris I'm not. Not a bad name for a blow up doll. Could be Shaniqua. Uh, you know, hey, a totally but different model. Hot. Doris is 140 years old. Yeah, but but she don't comes with a nice bowl of soup. <laughs> yeah. That's like Mary Ann. I don't know if you could have a, a blow-up doll named Mary Ann. Oh, thanks. Mar- to, come on. Thanks to Gilligan's Island and setting up the, the Madonna whore dichotomy with Ginger Mary Ann. And no aspersions on Ginger. Not a whore, just a movie yeah. star. Yeah. Uh, well, Ginger's normal. See, Ginger's like a stripper. You know? <laughs> you know Ginger's normal. You could, that could be a you know, stripper. You know, that's like strawberry champagne i don't know, you know and, and coming to the stage now stage number four well here's here's what you don't realize th- that the reason that the professor never figured out a way for them to get off the island is because he was banging ginger because otherwise they would have been <laughs> off that island in a week wow that man could build anything out of coconuts yeah. that's you know yeah. it's something that i was thinking about because <laughs> i spend way too much time thinking about gilligan's island for various reasons but if if we were looking at the trump administration in terms of gilligan's island and this is putting aside the the theory that the seven castaways represent the seven deadly sins if the Trump administration was Gilligan's Island, within week one of of the pandemic, they would have turned to cannibalism and the skipper would have insisted that we eat the professor first. <laughs> right. And then not know how to cook anybody. No, but but Mrs. Howell would regale them with tales of how her cook would have known plenty of things to do with, with the body 
had the cook only been on the the three hour tour with them. Well, the professor would have said, "What am I chopped liver?" And one of them would have said, "Part of you is." Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were. Uh, David, I thought you were doing a segue into um, Epstein. I thought you were going to say Little Saint, Little Saint Jeffs. Well, as long as you bring it up, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, along with uh, Nazis being very fine people, uh, at least on both sides, another wonderful characterization of the very best people came this week when Donald Trump wished soon to be convicted sex offender and groomer of underage girls jelaine maxwell uh when donald trump wished her well Gielen. Gielen. you know these white people in their names i just <laughs> but uh oh they're coming again one of the uh one of the things that i've heard people talking about on on the commentary shows this week is with trump soft pedaling and you know sort of just talking around the whole issue is is he warming up a, a pardon or at least a, a commutation of sentence like he did with Roger Stone to to keep uh, Gielen Maxwell silent? Well, it could be because they did ask for the file. They want it open. They want her file open. They want all the paperwork to come out. The judge said, uh, oh, no, we want everything. You're going to put it out there. Well, what? But these are state charges, right? Isn't she being charged in, on a? She can certainly be charged on a state level, and Trump can't. Not only Trump can't pardon that, but they can subpoena her, and and make her talk because there's no incentive. Like Roger Stone is a friend of Trump's. He wants to remain silent. She, she doesn't have a lot of incentive not to spill the beans. Right. Well, I think. Yeah, but I I think I think you they're know, federal charges though. And Are and they? it's it's a matter of you know while she may not have an incentive so to speak, not to, not to talk. I, yeah, I'm just saying she might not want to get Epstein. Uh, I think, well, you know, even if they're state federal charges, they could be state charges. It, yeah. There, right. I think so. There could be plenty, but I, I would guess, uh, it's easier to, to flee the country when you're only facing state charges than, uh, when you're facing federal charges. Not that I've faced either or tried escaping, the country yeah, sure. for purposes of evading justice. Just vacation. David, I, well, David, back, I let's, let's back that I up for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> yep. Oh, oops. The thing is I've been, I've been, I've been down some rabbit holes, but they're all, but they're all legit. This Epstein thing is a really, really big deal. It's a, it's like a, it's a, I, I don't need to tell you guys this, but this is a very big story in like, it's not, it's not just some pervert who was a serial rapist. I mean, it, it, this is not a Law and Order SVU. This is really, really big. I mean, I think that's why uh, Barr stepped in with Berman. I think that this is why um, there was an assassination attempt on the judge, uh -huh. and her uh, son was tragically killed and uh, husband shot. I, I think it's all. I mean, I, I really do think because I, I read the um, I, I read the case, I read the suit that's being brought against Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank is the key, but I read it and there were three entities listed in it in the lawsuit, and it was Jeffrey Epstein, FBME Bank, 
and Danska Estonia Bank. And so I started digging around, and of course, Epstein is dead. And um, I think that we can all agree that we don't, we're not convinced it's suicide, although that's the official story. Um, FBME Bank, the guy, the co-owner, died mysteriously two months ago, three months ago. And then I looked up Danska Estonia, and the CEO of that bank disappeared from his house and was murdered. This oh. is all. This is all Deutsche Bank, which Trump is. You know, we all know he got his money from there. There is just there. I, I can't quite wrap my head around the whole thing because it is huge. But this transnational syndicate that we all hear about, one of their big ways of making money is through sex trafficking, uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, and uh, I just feel like there's this is very, very, very big. I, I really do. I mean, there's just there's just a lot, and I and part of me thinks that Epstein was the was brought into the. Yeah, he was a disgusting pig who loved, like, humiliating young young girls by having, like, just exploiting them sexually. But I think separate from that, he may have been recruited to be the one that would gather all the um, blackmail. Because we all know that everywhere that he was, where he brought in these very powerful men, was completely wired. So, and again, I'm not saying anything that's crazy conspiratorial. I'm just literally telling you the facts about those entities that were in the lawsuit that was brought that was that that the that judge salas was assigned four days before that hitman i would say showed up at her doorstep there's just a lot there is a lot well now one one question because you know i've been following some of the stuff you've been posting online and i i definitely think you're you're on to something but looking at uh, this guy who shot the the judges, who killed the judge's son, and and shot her husband. It it seems like he could be a guy who could be you know radicalized by domestic terrorist pro Trump groups, but conversely, he also seems like he could just be like the lone wacko that that went to the pizza place to to look for the child trafficking ring. Um, yeah. and I. I, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I don't know if you guys saw the story, and I'm, I'm blanking on her name, but a a Russian uh, world champion Olympic skater quote-unquote committed suicide last week by jumping out a window. And, you know, not, not like people don't jump out of windows, but that does seem to be a certain trademark of of the russian you know security services so yeah when i hear russian and jumping out of a window my my first thought is foul play and then after i watched that wonderful chevy chase goldie hawn movie then i start thinking about the russian windows again (laughs) well yeah that guy uh was dan hollander is that his name um well i mean like uh, david yeah i mean he's kind of he's kind of perfect like of course he he would he would be a great um suspect right i mean makes sense uh, i it wouldn't surprise me that a guy like that would do it well you know you maybe want to ask him about it but uh he's dead <laughs> mm-hmm. self-inflicted well let's not forget that uh justice kennedy resigned from the supreme court so trump could appoint somebody and his son is a high-ranking officer at deutsche bank so yeah that, i mean it's i'm telling you Sean, it's like, it's huge. It's huge. And it's not just, 
it's not just Epstein. I think that he was like a cog in this mass machine. I, I really do. This stuff always eventually gets unraveled. And I'm sure that if Biden appoints an attorney general who wants to look into this, there's going to be a lot of people going to jail from the Trump administration. Well, that oh, would be if, 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 you know, there's two people he would get. Either you get Kamala or yep. you get, uh, who's the chick that's the sheriff uh, or former sheriff? Oh, Val well, Demings? Demings? Demings. Or, you got Klobuchar, too. She's a, she's yeah. a good one, too. I, but I you were know, saying Elizabeth is Warren? Ted Cruz's wife an attorney? I think she would go after Trump. I well, I, I I understand she she might just be too ugly, uh, and and Trump has has some beans he wants to spill on her, you know these rich dudes and their weird kinks. But where, you know, you you bring up the idea of of President Biden, fingers crossed, having a kick ass AG. Uh, we've we've talked about this on the show before, and the the idea that you know kept. Uh, the the Democrats from going after Bush and Cheney over lying us into to a war in Iraq, and this this whole like the Democratic notion, capital D Democrat of of doing the right thing and you know upholding the traditions. I don't know. I mean, I would love to see at at least half of the criminals in the current administration going up the river but do you guys do you guys genuinely think that the the democrats are going to have the no pun intended courage of their convictions to to go after the the members of the the trump administration knowing in advance that you know the the water bearers for for the criminality like jim jordan are are all going to be screaming about you know, oh, this is like a, a South American despot going after their political opponents. Well, they've been doing this all along. Yeah, the Republicans are really good at, like, don't look at the four fingers pointing back at me. Look at the one finger I'm pointing at the Democrats. The I next- think that the nation, this is 10 times or a million times worse than any prior administration. And the nation needs to heal. And the only way that the nation will realize this isn't just a peaceful transition of power from the republics to the Democrats, but that a terrible thing has happened. And the people who committed these crimes need to be punished so it doesn't happen again. And also to tell the rest of the world, hey, we're fixing our problems. I think it needs to be done. And I think the Democrats will recognize that. David, I think it might, it might, it might happen in a very focused way where the Democrats, uh, kind of like the impeachment was, it was almost like that one thing that was the Ukraine thing. But I agree with you. I think that it's not going to be like, I, no, I think they're going to get, I think they're going to get away with a lot because at this point it's, it would, it would, um, create that narrative that it's like, oh, those Democrats, they're like, they're like, um, basically the equivalent of, um, what do you call it? Like lost litigious, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's a, it's cause it's, it's too much. Right. I mean, well, and I think that was part of the strategy, right? It's too much. Like you can't keep up with all of this criminality at this point. Well, that's well, why I, I, one of the things I, uh, I, I think Dave is that Biden's going to have, if, you know, when Biden wins, he's going to have such a mess to clean up that to focus on, you know, cause you got to clean the mess up first that Trump's going to leave all the, carnage he's going to leave you got to clean that up first and get everything back on track then go get his ass you can't start off going after him 
you have to focus on getting the, you know, getting the economy, getting everybody, everything that they need. We'll do a national mandate on everything. We'll get all the companies to building the shit that they're supposed to build to get us what we need. Because first, getting taken care of our sick and all the things that they need first and also getting money back into the pockets of the people. But they have to feel safe going back to work. Then we go get Trump because we got all the we got all the you know, everybody's been keeping notes. They know what he's done. We got enough books and all kinds of crap on him. We know. But we got to get the country back on track. Then we can go get him. Well, I think it's different because this is not going to be the president. This is not going to be the Congress. This is going to be just a special team in the attorney general's office that oh, that Biden will just say it's got nothing to do with me. I appointed an attorney general, appoint the attorney general appointed a special investigative team and a special prosecutor and let them do it. But I think if like 150 people from the Trump administration go to jail, it's going to be very hard for the Republicans to say it's just retribution because the preponderance of evidence against so many of these people is going to make it very hard for them to say, oh, it was just, you know, they're going to lose the Senate. They're going to if they I really believe they're going to lose the Senate at the rate they're going, because that way we can push everything through. And they and all the Republicans can go fuck themselves because you did this mess. You created yeah. it. You backed this prick. He damaged this country within a four-year period of the damage he's done. We, we're not safe militarily. We're you know we're we're we got major problems. He he basically was destroying the country from the inside. And so you know we gotta we gotta clean some. We got a lot of shit to clean up. It is not going to be easy. You won't even see Sean Hannity. Tucker Carlson is not coming back. And Laura Ingram, you know, she'll be, she's going to take a trip too. Fox is done. Fox can't even, Fox can't even tell any more lies for Trump. That's cool. Uh, what, Cavuto? Cavuto? Neil just, Cavuto. Man, I can't, I can't keep this up. He said, fuck it. I, I just can't. Well, I'm you, you, you're telling too much shit. On on the topic of of Fox News, uh, I I think we would we would be remiss in our duties as as a political chat show if we didn't talk about the five words on everybody's lips this week. Uh, I'm speaking of course of a person, woman, man, and camera, camera. TV. TV or or as as Rick Perry uh, knew them uh, person woman oops um, <laughs> but uh, yeah the the fact that our our very stable genius of of a president and I use really all of those words including the prepositions and definitive articles uh, facetiously but. Uh, uh, he's he's bragging about a dementia test that he took two years ago. Yeah, a president could point an elephant on a piece of paper. Wow. Yeah, but those last five questions those those are really hard. That was one of the things I thought was great in the in the Chris Wallace interview when he well the last five questions are really hard. With all due respect, one of them was count backwards from a hundred by sevens. Well, you see the the ninety three. <laughs> Uh, I, it just very droll. Uh, it's, I, I, I do have to say, if I were to have the theoretical dinner party, I would invite Chris Wallace just cause I, I think he, he would be a very interesting guy to talk to, 
But I, well, he's not, you know, his dad, you know, his dad was over at CBS for many years. Oh yeah. Well, Mike Wallace was, was amazing. He unfortunately too dead to, uh, to be attending any dinner parties, let alone theoretical ones. Because even, even the theoretical parties, I, I do like to keep the guest list, if not realistic, at least alive. Yeah, Tucker, Tucker Carlson will be fine with all, with, all that, with all that Swanson TV dinner cash. Yeah, there's, that, that's one of the things, you know, we were talking earlier about how this all comes down to the, the science and believing in science, which is not on brand for Republicans, but in the Republicans, they just don't learn file. I, I have been seeing folks on the right talking about Tucker Carlson running for office in, in 2024. And it just it frightens me that their their inability to learn yeah let alone their their <laughs> unwillingness i i say often on this show and in in real life as well that it's it's good to learn from your mistakes but it's better to learn from other people's and yeah. the the republicans at, at least in the power structure are incapable of learning you know there's there's the whole susan collins well i think i think he learned a valuable lesson and i don't think we'll have this problem (laughs) again get away with everything yeah and then i was reading a an article this morning in uh, uh the washington post about how the rnc is is hoarding all of the money they've been fundraising and not giving any to the the republican representatives from from the house and they're going nuts because well you know we we donated individually and and our state parties we donated a bunch of money to trump's campaign and why isn't the party you know reciprocating and it it's like the the poem that you know we, we always talk about trump's projection and transference uh well not always but frequently and years ago when he he read the the fable about the the snake, you know, and the the one, oh well, you should have known I was a snake, which I'm amazed hasn't made it into a Project Lincoln ad yet, but it is. Oh, have they? Yeah, or or John Winslow did it, or Midas Touch, one of them. I just watched the ad yesterday. Oh, right on. I will I will have yeah. to look for yeah. it. Yeah, I was. I just been so surprised that up until recently that it hadn't been used, but. The the fact that the Republicans keep doing this, they keep going to bat for him, expecting him to reciprocate, and he doesn't. And then they're shocked. Shocked, I tell you, yeah. to find gambling happening in this well, establishment. Well, here in New York, I mean, everybody's known he's a, as a thief and a con artist for, for a really long time. And we're surprised the rest of the country didn't seem to care. They're like, oh, he'll be our thief. Well, they, you know, they wanted... Remember, they kept saying, you, you've heard guys, say, well, Obama didn't do anything, but we want something different. We don't want the regular old politician. So you go and get a guy who was already calling Obama, saying he was not a birth. He, he's already been proven a racist. But I believe they wanted someone white back in there. Oh, definitely. And, and they male. They wanted a white oh, yeah. guy because it made him because they couldn't think of anything else. What else did he know? He didn't know anything, but they just wanted someone. I mean, they could have got Honey Boo Boo for now that you know what he is. <laughs> you know, you could have got Honey Boo Boo's ass in there. Nice, and, not uh, thirty-five or what? Or, or, or Duck was that Duck Dynasty? 
Take it. That's what you take that dumb motherfucker. Yeah. The guys with the yeah, beards. So, yeah, yeah, at least. Sean, it really is. It really is very odd because when I was growing up in New York, it, it was like, like Trump was like a tabloid joke. Like, a he, he he was like the he was like a Karda- the Kardashian of the eighties. Right. I, I don't. Uh, so it's it's very odd this situation in which we find ourselves. And well, you should hear. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Sean. I was a banker before I was a comedian, and Trump. You may remember. Uh, bought an airline. He bought, uh, I forget what it was, the, the Delta shuttle or the, I think it was the U.S. Air shuttle between New York, Boston, and Washington and created Trump Air. And I was working as an aviation lender at the time. And we looked at the deal and people said it's a great deal. And it was a really shitty deal that Trump wasn't putting any of his own money into. And all the real estate people who dealt with Trump, they said, everything Trump touches turns to gold. And I said, that ends. And they said, when does it end? And I said, it ends when people like you believe that crap. Because (laughs) when I was a kid, we had guppies and I would feed the guppies in the tank. And my father would say, you can't feed them too much food because if you give them too much food, they'll just keep eating until they explode. And that's basically real estate developers. If you give them money, they'll spend it, even if they don't have a good project to spend it on. And the airline went broke pretty quickly. Mm. And wow, that's Trump. Wait. You give him money. Yeah. He, he, and he, he ruined the USFL, the football league, that new football. He ruined that. It was Trump behind the generals that screwed that up. Yeah, and the, the reason he got into that was because he was all upset that the NFL didn't want him in their in their ranks. By a franchise? Well, he probably couldn't afford it. Well, that's he had the generals. He had the you know, he had the generals. That was well, right. But he was trying he was yeah, trying to get into the NFL. NFL team. And and the NFL team's a billion dollars. Yeah, well, you know, uh, it's one one of the things you know because this this whole sending you know Gestapo troops to Portland and other other cities around the country is going under the name Operation Legend, and there's the the quote from. Tony Wilson in the movie 24 hour party people, which in and of itself is a, a rephrasing of the quote from the man who shot Liberty Valance. But the, the Tony Wilson quote is, you know, when given a choice between the, the truth and the legend go with the legend. So it seems to me that the, the operation is aptly named because it definitely isn't about the truth. Which again, on brand for this administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that that seems like a good enough place to to call it a day. We have we have lots to think about. And how's the weather out there in New York, Sean? Because it's a beautiful um, day in I'm, Los Angeles. I'm inside, but it's in the it's probably in the low 90s outside, and it'll be hotter tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. But, but we're relatively coronavirus free. This is this That's is good. You guys listen. <laughs> we don't have these jackasses out here. Like in we the have, South. we have some. the The governor has been ranting about bars that have been opening and breaking all the rules. And I think they said like two nights ago they they cited forty six of them, and they're going to take away their liquor licenses. And that's expensive. You lose your liquor license, you've lost a lot of money. Yeah. Well, they're also throwing these. Uh, I guess in Florida they're having these illegal parties. The guy goes in to a vacant house. And throws a party, you pay to get into the parties. There's no mask. Everybody, then the cops come along and break it up. But they, they have these huge clusters of coronavirus, and they take it back home. And the parents are getting sick. Well, 
all the more reason to open the school so we can get these right. kids concentrated in one place with only a few adults. Well, not enough kids have died. Plenty of adults have died. We gotta, we gotta make it a, a fair balance of all ages. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's funny. For all ages. It, it, it reminds me of the, the, the dystopian sort of teen future movies where, oh, all the adults have died and now the teens are running the show and, you know, it becomes Lord of the Flies faster than the adults were making it Lord of the Flies. So who knows? Maybe, maybe this is all going to kill all the adults and we're, we're going to have that uh, Logan's Run future that we've always hoped for where anyone over 30 <laughs> dies, which would be the end of this show. So, yeah. Let's uh yeah, let's anybody that wants a test can get a test. Speak for yourself. I'm twenty nine. Yeah. And not looking a day of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think uh that is that is a good place for us to call it a week. But I do want to thank you guys for being with us here. Sean, uh first time on the show. Hope first of many. It was great having you. Should you so desire, where can people keep up with what you've got going on uh, presently or in the near future online or in person? I think it's funny because usually the question is, where can they come see you perform? And like, (laughs) um, sorry, you can't. Uh, But (laughs) I will say this. My website is brainchampagne.com. And there's not just videos on my website. There's a boatload of jokes. There's 50,000 words worth of jokes on my website. So you could read jokes for days. Wow, from a banker to a jokester. Wow. And, and as luck would have it, people have days on their hands. So, And again, <laughs> champagnebrain.com? Brain, brain champagne. Brain champagne, sorry. Brainchampagne.com. Never would have passed that five words test. I should not be president. Well, thank you. Well, you get also credit for the order, for being out of order. (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't get the bonus points uh, that you apparently get. Uh, So thank you for being with us. Katie Massa Kennedy, always a pleasure. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you got going on online or Mm -hmm. in the people space? What have I got going on? Well, I got you. My website is katiemassa.com. I am on Twitter at Katie Massa, and I would like you to know that when my daughter eats string cheese, there is a little bit of trivia. There's a trivia question, and I always, always answer it correctly, so I could definitely be president. Well played. Well played. Well, thank you for being with us, katiemassa.com, and follow her on the socials. Mr. Time and Ship, always a pleasure to have you with us, sir. Where can people catch up with you online or in person? Uh, time and ship at um, Facebook, time and ship at Twitter, time and ship at Instagram. I, I'm actually doing a Zoom comedy show for the recovery uh, room recovery benefit, uh, Zoom, coming on August 8th at 8 p.m. I've never done one of those where I guess there's going to be a Zoom audience or something like that. They asked mm. me to do it. Yeah, so it's to be interesting. And you can get my book, My E. St. Louis, on Amazon.com, which actually one of my buddies bought one of my books. Uh, sent me a text and let me know he bought a book. I said, great, enjoy. And um, my comedy CD, Universal Brother, on Amazon.com, as well as iTunes and Spotify. 
Awesome. So be sure to check that out. Thank you, as always, for being with us. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can follow me on the socials on Facebook, Dr. David Robinson. On the Twitter, I am at Stand Up Fall Down. And uh, what do I have coming up? More of this. So looking forward to that. Speaking of this, if you didn't already know, not sure how you found it, but we are on the socials at Let's Be Treasonable, all spelled out on Facebook. And on the Twitter, we are at L-E-T-S-B-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-A-B-L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you, the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, want to thank you for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, rate and review us on the platform where you're listening. What the hell? You got some extra time on your hands with the virus? Go to the platforms where you're not listening and rate and review us, too. That'd be cool. We do appreciate it. If you if you don't do that, just tell everyone you know about it. If you didn't like the show, that's fine too. Just keep it to yourself and we won't talk about you either. <laughs> we will be back next week. Hopefully you will too. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.